So, listeners, we are super excited to talk today to Idina Menzel. Now, of course, you all know her from Wicked, from Glee, from Frozen. But, of course, we know her and love her from Rent, from Rent, both the Broadway uh, production as well as the movie. And so we're delighted to have you to talk to you for a bit. Uh, so our first question, Idina, is um, talk a bit f- to us and to our listeners about uh, the cultural significance of Rent. I mean, that that the, um, the play comes out in the late 90s and deals with some issues like LGBTQ equality and HIV and AIDS and poverty, gentrification, long before sort of like the, this new BLM movement and this new kind of queer rights movement. What does it mean for you, um, both as an artist and an individual, to have been a part of such a groundbreaking, uh, if you will, um, movement as as Rent? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's uh, you beautifully said. Um, I have such a pride about being a part of of rent and um sort of watching um the the young people that were involved and that that were fans of the show evolve and people with um their their own inner struggles with their own sexual orientation and 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 the connection I made with these young people and and watching them be able to blossom and feel recognized and feel seen um, um, in society was just something I I never could have could have expected you know being a part of just just a musical it gave voice to characters and to people that never had that voice before absolutely. Mm. When did you first learn that you knew how to sing? Because when we first see, <laughs> when I first see Rent back in the day, and then you know when you're in Beaches, Wicked, I mean your voice is phenomenal. It's incredible. Like when did you know? Like I have a gift. Like, I can do I this. I can really blow. I can really <laughs> sing. When did you know? When was that confirmed for you? I mean, because it is like none other. I mean, when did you first know? Like, yeah, I can sing. I don't know. I, I mean, I was singing ever since I was a little, little girl, um, you know, popping up behind the couch with my grandfather, <laughs> like with a fake microphone in my hand, putting on shows in the living room. So, I, I, you know, there was, I think there was some little talent show I was in where I sang uh, Memory from the way we were. Yes. And I had this big, strong Long Island accent and like memories, like the corners of, but I like <laughs> sang it really out and, and, powerfully and I had this little vibrato and all the all the parents looked at my parents and were like you have to get her voice lessons and I don't know it was just I was just doing it forever just the just who I am yeah mm. so now during pride month uh billboard asked some pop icons to pin if they will a love letter to the LGBTQ community and so you were one of the people who wrote an open love letter to queer and trans people, talk a bit about what you said and just, you know, for our audience, because our show talks about the intersection of race and gender and sexuality. Talk a bit about what the LGBTQ community means for you or, or what, why you felt the need to write that love letter to us. Yeah, it's funny that you're um, asking me that because I just actually um, was tweeting about um, the horrendous, tweets that the president just um, tweeted. So I was writing another little, you know, message to the transgender community. Um, You know, I've always just felt like, I I felt like they've taught me something about the world and life and about freedom and about, about the courage to, to take that thing in yourself that might be a little bit different and like, throw it out there in the world and celebrate it. And 
my friends who are part of that community have always taught me that. And um, so I'm just eternally grateful to them. It's not like I was doing them a favor. They've always done me a favor. They've been the ones that have spoke honestly and sincerely and authentically to me and, and, and challenged me and made me really um, be honest with myself. And so um, I, I just feel like it's a, a, a reciprocity, you know, a reciprocal yeah. thing that I, I need to give back um, in gratitude for what they've taught me. And, and speaking of giving back, mm-hmm. you have a, a program called A Broader Way that you developed in 2010. Um, talk to our listeners about A Broader Way, what its mission is, and what you, what you seek to do through that program for inner-city young people. Yeah, thank you for asking me um, about it. It's, um, it's, a, it's a lifelong dream I've had with my best friend from college, who is much smarter than I am, <laughs> and was able to take my dream and galvanize it because she's more of like a type A personality, yeah. <laughs> business head person. And um, I, I was um, fortunate enough as a young girl to go away to sleepaway camp for many years and escape from my, my school reality and where I grew up and make new friends and, and rewrite, you know, uh, how I wanted to be perceived in this world every summer. And, and um, so I always wanted to, to do that. And then as I became more successful and my character sort of mirrored um, – be, or reflected these young people that that um, were all about uh, big voices and empowerment and 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 finding that in themselves. I felt like I couldn't just put out a camp. It, it had to be a camp for for people that needed that outlet, yeah. you know. And so we uh, we try to get girls from uh, like Harlem, Lower East Side, get them out of the city and the into the country where they can hear themselves think and we sing and we dance and we swim and we 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 um, do spoken word yeah. and we bring up all these cool broadway people to work with them and it's um it's about 10 days and um and we just it, it changes all of us it's like it's it's a great experience and we're we've now um incorporated year-round planning where we we don't just say goodbye after 10 days we see them all year round and we, we have Two, you're going to get me talking about this now. I go on and on. But go we have, on. We have one or eight summer. We're on our eight summer. So we have two. It's a four-year program. So we actually, um, there are two classes that now have come back around that are going into college. And now they come back and they're counselors in wow. training. And they mentor our young girls. And so it's, it's starting to really have a full circle effect. I love it. I well, just be- love that. Before we let you go, we have yes. one last question. So, and it's sort of like a two-part question. So, I mean, you're, you're so accomplished. I mean, you've you've won mm-hmm. multiple awards. You've been on television, on Broadway. What has been your proudest moment of of your career, of your journey? And and I guess the second part is, was your proudest moment when uh, you were called Adele Dazeem on live television? <laughs> and, and how did you? And, and rather, how did you handle that? Like, are you able still to laugh at yourself because you are this pop icon? And so, was that sort of a reminder? Like, yo, even I get, you know, there are people who don't necessarily know who I am, or they mis, mis you know, misspeak my name. Yeah. But so, what's been your proudest yeah. moment? And then also, how do you kind of handle the humility and, and laugh at yourself sometimes? Okay. Well. I'll take the second part first. First of all, it was the best, you know, yes. mistake, happiest mistake that could have ever <laughs> happened to me. Um, at the time, I, I, you know, had about eight seconds to yes. get my 
together. It was like I had done all of this meditation yes. to kind of control my nerves so I could do a great job on the show. And I told myself I was going to, you know, wear these. I wore these really funny, ugly shoes under my dress that okay. were really like strong, that weren't like spike heels, you know, so that I could stand and have a foundation. And I also told myself I was going to sing to my little boy and just keep it like keep it right there. And then that thing happened with my name. And it totally threw me, and I felt sorry for myself for about five seconds. And then I was like, get this on track. The orchestra's going without you. And then I had to, like, you know, do my thing. And then what was so wonderful about it was the people that knew me beforehand had such a – were so, you know, outraged at it that, that, that they send me so much love. And then all the people that didn't know me, I got to make new friends, Absolutely. you know. So. Yeah. It was it was it was great on on all ends. And then as far as what I'm most proud of, um, I'm most proud of the connection that all of my projects and characters have had with young audiences, um, because you know I've gotten to grow up grow up with a lot of these characters and these and these fans, these audiences through the decades, and um, I feel like. Um, you know that this this common theme of of self empowerment and finding your voice and not hiding that thing that makes you so special is sort of um, permeates all of the characters and um, and not only is it connecting with the young people but it's always sort of taught me about how I needed to be and and if you're put on that kind of if you're made that kind of role model you have to adhere to that. You have to practice what you preach. So on those days where I don't feel like that and I don't want to get out of bed and I have to remember that, that this is what I'm saying out there in the world. And so it, it helps me in my own personal life. It's not just about speaking to other people. It's about what it's given back. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Adina Menzel, we will see you here in Louisville at the Palace Theater on August the 6th. We want you to keep defying gravity. Thanks so much for talking to us today. Thanks. Thanks so much. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, be well. Bye.